Welcome to the Ponderosa, my friends, for an evening of songs and stories about the American West. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. I I was born uh, with two uh, left feet. I never wanted to be away from her. Of course, he's got to hear the war drums all the time. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. I joined the Royal Flying Corps. I like it. It's good. You're eating maggots. How do they taste? I may be super, but <laughs> I am no hero. Your stepmom is cute, though. Shut up, Ted. Remember when I asked her to the prom? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. I'm not going to lie on the bathroom floor all day. I'm going to lie here on the counter. If you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me! I need to be taken seriously once more. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. He'd walk all cocky in the street, but his braid would be so crooked. Now I need your help to get back to the year 1985. I remember who uh, Andre the Giant was. He, uh, he was a giant, and he went by the name of uh, <clears throat> Andre. The three of us. That's it. That's all that matters. It's making me mental. It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Godzilla has just walked out of Tokyo Bay. I'm pregnant. Pregnancy. It can often lead to an infant. Dave's not here! I'm coming to you and I'm asking for your help. Please. The how and the who is just scenery for the public and prevents them from asking the most important question, why? No, 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 don't keep saying that. I've told you, I've told you everything. Don't ask me I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Hey there, my name is Christine, and you are listening to Your Favorite Canadian, a podcast where we are doing our best to find your favorite Canadian actor. We are in round two of our tournament, um, and we need your votes. So please visit us at facebook.com slash favecanpod, or find us on YouTube at the Lion's Den Audio Theatre page. So... On this episode, we have Graham Greene's Oscar-nominated performance in Dances with Wolves versus Ryan Reynolds in the 2010 psychological thriller Buried. Let's hear what the panel has to say. Welcome back, everybody, to episode six. We have our whole panel here. Hello, Heather, Joelle, Mark, Dan, and Matt, and Keith, of course. Um, All right, so on this episode... We have uh, Dan versus Mark with, um, <laughs> sorry, I looked away from my notes and forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham Greene versus Ryan Reynolds. All right, Dan, cool. talk to us about Graham Greene and the uh, the work of um, media that you chose for him. Okay, so um, what I chose uh, for this round of the show for for Mr. Graham Graham um, was his portrayal of Kicking Bird in Kevin Costner's uh, multiple Academy Award-winning film, uh, Dancing with Wolves. Um, First and foremost, I want to just kind of quickly get out of the way. I know not everyone is a big fan of Dancing with Wolves, and it has had its critics um, over the years. Um, But just watching this film recently, I personally forgot how much I actually really did enjoy the film. And there is some problematic things in the film. It's not 100% accurate. But one thing I will give this film credit for, unlike any other Western I had ever seen up until this point that, well, quite frankly, didn't have Clint Eastwood in it, 
um, the indigenous people in the film were always portrayed in an extremely negative light. I, I can't remember remember seeing a movie before this one where the indigenous people were um, uh, well thought of. Um, and, uh, you know, it's the, the film is its critiques and this the, the white savior, um, you know, finding himself amongst the native people and and being the hero of the film. And this was a, a, a critique that was made of Tom Cruise and the uh, the last samurai, the same same kind of a idea. But th- this film was special in its own way, not that it was just beautiful. Um, the way that the indigenous people were portrayed in this film, that they were speaking Sioux and they had a, a Sioux language co- coach on set. Um, they really put a lot of thought and a lot of authenticity went into um, the way that the, um, the Sioux people were portrayed in the film. And that had never really been seen before. And uh, another reason why this film lasts over time um, is the casting choices that Kevin Costner made as a first time director, by the way. You may not like that, man, but remember, this was the first film the guy ever directed. Shout out to him. And Keith, uh, you and I both agree that sometimes uh, a, a director's best choices are their cast. And he picked this one perfectly. Um, and the, the Kicking Bird, you know, Graham Greene playing Kicking Bird was the perfect choice because um, this was the character that that had to carry the film because it had to carry carry the narrative of the Sioux people that was, you know, this was really this was a this is a journey film and uh, Lieutenant Dunbar's journey was into you know his dream was to go to the frontier before it disappeared was one of the lines I think I want to see the frontier before it's not there anymore. He goes on this journey, and really, it's he. His journey is with these people who take him in and teach him to be, you know, a real, a real man or whatever you want to call it. But you know, they, they really help him find himself. And and the leader of the people is is uh, is Kicking Bird, played by Graham Greene, and extremely well because you guys have watched this film. There's not exactly a ton of dialogue in this movie, and a lot of it was spoken in in a foreign language for for Graham Greene. It was it was taught to, and a lot of the actors were. I've been doing a little research on this one, by the way. A lot of his acting skills are portrayed in the scenes where he barely says anything. I mean, they're long scenes, but he might have two or three words of dialogue. But this is the kind of guy who can act more with one eyebrow than most people can with their entire body. And he he does so in the scene where you know they they meet for the first time, and you know that there's some something about the the horse and they're talking to each other they're teaching each other uh languages uh, they're talking about the buffalo actually and it, it's a it's a great scene and then later on like there's uh, one of in, in one of the, the the best parts of of the movie is like where at the end of the film spoiler alert i know the film's 31 <laughs> years old um it, he's really upset with his new friend he's leaving and he has this scene where he goes into his home and he's looking for this gift that he absolutely knows he has to give to his lieutenant and i think it's like one word of dialogue and Tantu cardinal comes in and she has one word of dialogue and it's a really powerful scene because you know everything that this character is feeling because graham green is carrying that that narrative with his brilliant acting and um and i'm sorry this i said it before if it wasn't for a guy named joe pesci this man would have had an oscar that year and he surely deserve the nomination and that's why i picked this film and graham green's portrayal and his um first and only academy award nomination that he truly deserved this has been my ted talk all right 
Thank you, Dan. Um, so let's see what everybody thinks about that one. Heather, what do you think about Graham Greene and Dances with Wolves? Um, I love Graham Greene in general, and I loved him in this. The movie itself seemed a little needlessly long, but that is besides the point. I agree with Dan. Graham Greene can say so much just with his face, just, you know, with so little. And he embodied so much in this movie. You know what I mean? He was a little bit comical at times. He was intense at times. He was like just everything that he needed to be in this character. And like Dan said, he almost did so much of it with such little dialogue. And he was so captivating. And I felt like he and Tantu had great chemistry. And yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I like I have I can just go on about Graham Greene all day. I just love him. Apparently, little factoid that my dad decided to tell me this evening. Apparently, he wasn't even Costner's first choice for this movie. But I'm very glad that Costner did go ahead and pick him because he made the movie much better for me. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I really enjoyed him in this film. I wish there was more of Graham Greene in this one. <laughs> His introduction where he's like trying to steal a horse and then gets caught. There's this like weird little like movement he does that just looks totally unbelievable. But I find that for the most uh, for most of the movie, he's just so like he's so measured and grounded. And I really enjoy I really enjoy watching him. Um, Matt, what did you think? I mean, I, I guess I didn't I didn't enjoy it uh, really as much. I I disagree with a couple of the points. I don't really think he he carried too much of the narrative. I mean, the whole movie is Kevin Costner just talking and dating Laura Roslin. It's I didn't feel a lot of narrative carrying, and I I just kind of thought he stood around looking stoic a lot. Now, listen, I'm not the target market for this movie this movie 200 percent not made for me uh so i'll you know i'll definitely grant some concessions there uh it, it was difficult to pay attention it was like watching when i watched star trek the motion picture they spend like a half hour just flying around the enterprise and being like whoa just look at it and there was like a lot of that in this movie a lot of just whoa just look at it uh, i mean <laughs> I, I was looking at it and 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 this this Guy, I mean, Graham Greene is fine. I like Graham Greene just as much. As I, I, just, I, can't, I was going to say, I like Graham Greene as much as the next guy. That's obviously not true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just don't think he, he didn't have a lot to do. He didn't have a lot to do. I think a lot of other people could have stood there and looking stoic with a slightly furrowed brow. That could have been a lot of people. That, that yeah. wasn't special. That's fair. I confess, I, uh, I watched this movie on like one and a half speed. Um because I'm not like this is not a criticism of Costner specifically but the pacing was just too slow for me at this point in my life and in the pandemic to like really pay attention to all four hours of the director's cut of this movie um but I see what you're saying Matt that like he maybe didn't do a lot I still enjoyed his presence and I still like wish that there was more of him in the movie um but yeah, I can't really disagree with you there. Shual, what do you think? Yeah, I'm a bit torn. Um, I am a fan of of Graham Greene. Um, generally, I just think he's just has a lovely presence about him, and it, it's certainly showcased um, in this movie. However, I yes, I would like to see more of him. I think his character is very likable, so that's why I I kind of am rooting for him, but. And I, the relationship between him and Costner is very respectable and lovely. And 
charming for a performance i i don't know if it's enough to kind of compare but i do like it it's it could be a lot shorter but that's yes again besides the point but it is kind of one of those kind of romanticized kind of legends of the fall you know 90s movies um with a beautiful soundtrack and lots of interesting there's lots going on in the movie there's lots of stories kind of being told within the one story i find and lots of different themes and struggles and stuff and um yeah, and I just, I don't think it was like, it w- wasn't focused on uh, Graham Greene enough um, to really make him stand out the way he needs to in this type of a competition, I think. That's just my thought. I love this movie. Uh, all four hours of it. The only thing I cut down is some of Costner's narration. Graham Greene, that to me is one of the best performances I've seen in film or television. Um, I, I can't, I, I can't stress enough how impressed I am by his ability to do so so much by doing so little at times. Um, one of these guys that can go from, you know, he's feeling extremely happy to knowing he's feeling extremely sad without changing anything physically. Just to touch on something Dan said, um, watching this movie, uh, you know, I like Goodfellas, um, a lot. I've seen it a lot. But uh, I think the Academy fucked up. I think Green's performance greatly outshines Pesci's. Yeah, I, I just I, I'm completely blown away by by the performance um, that he gave. Just absolutely no uh, no character, no cartoon. Extremely real. Um, and I mean, uh, b- people are divided on Costner if he's a good actor or not. I think when he's in the, the, the right scene with the right person, he can be quite amazing. Um, and and, and I, I noticed his scenes with Green were, were some of his best work, and, and I attribute a lot of that to Green himself. And, uh, yeah, it was also nice to see uh, Tantu Cardinal and Maury Chaikin, other nominees in this film. Yeah. And, uh, and and enjoyed the movie more this time than I did the last time. And I, I can't date that, but it was on VHS. Yeah. I, uh, watching, well, I watched some interviews with Graham Greene after watching the movie, and I was, like, quite impressed by the effort it took to, like, learn how to speak Lakota or Sioux um, for the movie, like, studying eight hours a day, but then later, in a, like, a much later interview, he goes on to say, like, I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> like, that he just sort of, like, that he just, like, listened to somebody else until they paused and then he spoke. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of interesting. I wonder how much of that is kind of like a gag because he has such a, he does have kind of like a dry way about him. But still, I mean, a lot of work that goes into learning that, learning to speak that well enough to to pull it off in the film and like learning to ride bareback and things like that when he said, I think his quote was like the only thing he'd ridden prior to that was the bus. So, you know, it was quite a learning curve um to prepare like just in the in the preparation for the role which you know i think is valuable when we're talking about favorite actors um mark what do you think i uh, i quite like graham green and i would love to say that i wish there was more of him in this movie but i wish there was less of this movie so so (laughs) proportionally it could have definitely used a lot more of him but i also don't really care for costner and as the producer director and lead this feels like a morbidly obese vanity project on his behalf to me um it was just i i don't like his style and 
there was way too much of him doing nothing and not enough of the indigenous people that, you know, he's trying to, to represent. Um, that being said, you know, if this was a tight 240 and there was a lot more Graham Greene in it, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Uh, I thought Graham Greene, like his relationships with other characters in the film were really solid. Um, like you were saying, the, the little subtleties, his, his acting is so subtle in this movie, aside from when he's doing some of the comedic stuff early on with the horse stealing. Um, but where I just find the film drags so much, it's harder to pick up on those subtleties because just I, I was feeling worn down by like the two and a half, three hour mark. <clears throat> but there's like subtle moments he has with like Tantu Cardinal or um, oh, what's the, the character? Uh, Wind in his hair. There was just like really small moments that he had with other characters that I thought were great, but I personally find Costner kind of insufferable. So this project was a little rough for me, but that's to take nothing away from Graham Greene's fantastic performance. Costner is better 50% faster. (laughs) I believe that. I wish I knew that was even a thing. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. Any other thoughts anybody would like to share on this one? If not... Let's no, move along. Kevin Costner's butt, actually. That's the last <laughs> A couple of times. Speak for yourself. A couple of times. Like, full-on Kevin Costner. <laughs> um, so, Mark, you're up next. All right. So, uh, Buried, Ryan Reynolds, 2010 English-speaking Spanish film. Uh, I had actually never seen it before now. Um I was trying to think of what to pick for Ryan Reynolds and, you know, he's got a pile of rom-coms and some serious stuff and a couple of real nasty bombs that I could have made you guys watch for a joke, but that's no fun. Uh, I did a little bit of homework. I was trying to think of what would be the best thing to showcase. And I found this little gem. Um, Didn't get a whole lot of press. I had never even heard of it before. Uh, More of an independent film. It was quite successful um, internationally. Uh, Won a lot of awards. Uh, And basically it's just Ryan Reynolds stuck in a casket buried underground trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, Set in the backdrop of the Iraq war. Just a truck driver, not a soldier. And um, some really interesting use of camera work and cinematography and lighting and you know it sounded it was a big risk for me i think to pick this one because it sounded real iffy you know uh, about an hour and 20 minutes of just in a casket so the fact that he was able to carry this film like we've talked about characters carrying performances before but this is a one-man show with some voice actors on the other side of a phone and some props. Um, it does feel like it's not a big budget. You know, it's a very high concept, uh, slightly artsily shot film, but I think his performance and it's fantastic. I was really pleasantly surprised with my choice. Uh, sometimes you, you take a, a, a risky bet and it works out for you. There was a, a wide range of, of acting skills put on display. Um, little bit of humor not much given the premise uh i was particularly caught there was a point where he uh the the character's having an actual like an anxiety attack like a panic attack and uh i've you know i don't know if you've been around folks who've like had to walk someone through that but it seemed like really legit and genuine 
uh, his portrayal of that. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of a like Hitchcockian vibe to this guy. And uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. And I'm really curious to see what you guys thought of it. Um, I was surprised watching this, actually, that it or or rather reading about it, that it was released in 2010, I think. Yeah. Um, because it, it has a bit of a feel like, OK, this is a vehicle for this person. Um, like this is an opportunity for Ryan Reynolds to just act his butt off in an independent film and get some attention for that and be taken serious as a as a dramatic actor. But he just had like that was he'd already established his career at that point, you know, so I was, I was just surprised kind of at where it landed in his um, uh, in his career. But I uh, I did enjoy watching it. I, I found it oddly compelling. I didn't think like when it when it first started, I didn't think I was going to like it at all. I was like, I'm not watching 90 minutes of this man in this box. But um, uh, but yeah, I think I like overall did enjoy it. Didn't care for the ending. I am notorious for falling asleep during movies, though, and so fell asleep in like the last five minutes and had to go back and watch it, which just, I think, made it more jarring for me than than it probably needed to be. Um, But anyway, I, you know, I enjoyed his performance in it. I felt like he was really committed the whole time and that it was kind of interesting. They managed to make it sort of interesting visually, even though there's not that much you can do and you're stuck in a box. So, um yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought Mark that it was a pretty good pick. Um, Matt, what did you think? Yeah, I was into this. I like this movie. I love gimmick movies, and uh, Mark's right. And if it's one guy, the whole friggin' movie, you know, you got to be good. This kept my interest the whole time. It was ridiculous, but like you know, it was like that uh, Colin Farrell movie, Phone Booth. Uh, you know, gimmick movies. They're all they're so much fun when they when they work, but you got to have the right people for them to work. And so credit where credit is due. Uh, he was the right person. It, it couldn't have just been any of our hunks. It needed to be this hunk to carry this movie, I think. <laughs> Heather? So I first watched this movie years ago um, while working on a short film with none other than Mr. Keith. Generally speaking, I shy away from one-person movies, and I definitely shy away from anything that has to do with Buried Alive. Freaks me out. I'm claustrophobic. I just don't dig it. But I was stuck in a room with a bunch of people and this movie was on and it was cold outside. We were taking a break. We had nothing else to do. And I found myself really quite engaged in the film. I think it was the first time I'd ever actually seen Ryan Reynolds do something more serious like this. And I, too, was pleasantly surprised and really enjoyed it. I enjoyed his performance. His performance was very convincing, very captivating. It was intense. It was, you know, it was everything that it needed to be for this film. and the film for me did everything that it was supposed to do. Like it wasn't so unpleasant that I couldn't watch, but it was captivatingly unpleasant in the way it was supposed to be. So I, <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. Dan, what do you think about this one? Um, I, I agree with everything that Matt had said too. I also like really think that it was an incredibly strong performance and I really liked it. It is a gimmick movie. It really worked because I thought it was also really cleverly written. Um, this could have gone on forever and been one of those those films that's just kind of dragged, but the writing was excellent. Um, there was his, uh, spoiler alert to anyone who didn't watch this 10 years ago, Snake, that scene, um, the, the the cell phone almost being a supporting character, it just, it just 
there was almost like a little bit of humor in it and dealing with bureaucracy bureaucracy over the phone trying to contact someone it it, it just it really it really um drew me in within the first like minute and i was there right to the end but i do agree disagree with christine i did like the ending yeah it's it, but it was it was just uh it was just a really unique film and um, I really did enjoy this performance a lot. I thought it was that was really good. The ending is so European. Did you see the the European version of The Vanishing? I think it's called Spurlus, something no. like that. No. Oh. Oh, holy shit! You'll 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 like it if you like this. I also really liked how like the whole time I'm watching it, I'm not trapped in a box. I'm not experiencing panic attack, and thinking like like stop breathing <laughs> like so yeah. much like stop panicking like, I need you to calm down and I really felt like I was sort of like gripped by that you know like just really wanting him to like I need you to not freak out right now because you're using up what little oxygen you have left in this box and he's just kind of like going for it and kind of like giving you that sort of unattractive panic um because you know sometimes in movies we like we we want to make like crying look pretty or whatever and I felt like he just kind of like went for it um a few times where he just like lashed out inside this little box um and was not afraid for it to just be awkward and ugly showed genuine vulnerability yeah yeah um what do you think yeah I was um pleasantly surprised by this movie I watched it first thing in the morning which I do not recommend um (laughs) More, but I wouldn't recommend watching it late at night either. So um, it kind of like it left me shaking and kind of resonating for a little bit after. I, yeah, I kind of went into it the same as everybody else. Like, oh, man, this is just going to be a black screen the whole time. What is this? And but you know what? It was I thought it was really well done. I thought Ryan Reynolds, I'm not a huge fan of him. I felt all the feels right there with him. I was worried for him. I was terrified. This is my one of my worst fears of being buried alive. Like I have these thoughts all the time. Like, oh my God, what if what if I'm ever buried alive? Um, and I don't know. I was thinking about what would I do in that situation. Like I don't know how I would react, or I would probably feel all of those same things. I was gripped. I was like at the edge of my seat. I thought it was really great. He was just really captivating. And he drew me in. He drew me into that box with him. I like this movie. I really, I, re- I really enjoyed this. Um, it's a shame these two performances are against each other because they're they're both great. Yeah, it gave me a little more respect for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I mean he had virtually nothing to work with. I don't even know if like I was wondering watching it where the was there somebody on the other end of the cell phone as he was recording it. Um, little things like that. Uh, yeah, he did a lot with nothing, um, and uh, this was wonderfully written. Great concept. I do remember when people were when it was announced and people were talking about it, but I didn't remember it was Ryan Reynolds in the role until I think until Mark uh, put the uh, put the call out that that's what he was gonna gonna do. But yeah, no, this was great. Uh, I wish more people saw it. I wish it got more press. Uh, Reynolds was fantastic in it. Um, not much else to say there, really. I, I have nothing really bad to say about it. I love a different style movie, like a gimmick movie, like Matt said. So, um, can I just add the fact that it was an hour and a half was my type of movie? Christine, <laughs> um, <laughs> you will know this. I did not have time to fall asleep. It was great. <laughs> 
these movies couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, big long shots of landscapes and like yeah. short clips of a coffin, yeah. All right, so I guess we kind of have to pick right now between Graham Greene and Ryan Reynolds. Um, Heather, let's start with you. Who do you think uh, the listeners will vote for and who will you be voting for? I kind of tend to think the listeners will go with Ryan Reynolds because he's Ryan Reynolds. He's a little hunky hunkster. Um, And I think if, you know, if and we hope they are listening and following these projects and watching with us, um, then I think if they watch Barry, they're going to be pretty impressed. However, I'm just a big old fan of Graham Greene and I, I'm kind of cheating in that I love everything he does, but I did, he was very, very endearing in this movie and I loved him. So I'm going with Graham Greene in Dances with Wolves, the epic. (laughs) Um, Matt. Yes, thank you. Uh, I, I, I certainly am going to vote for Ryan Reynolds. I think people will vote for Ryan Reynolds as well. I think he was in a cool movie. And uh, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air. It was very European. Uh, kind of reminded me like these uh, creepy internet pasta kind of stories where you're like, ah, and they, you know, it was like kind of like a gotcha. <laughs> oh my God, now I feel like shit. Uh, no, it was wicked. One of my, one of my uh, favorites that we watched so far, actually. Tons of fun. Sweet. Um, I'm with you. I think that the audience is going to vote for Ryan Reynolds and I also am going to vote for our Ryan Reynolds. Um, Dan. Oh, it's it's gonna be Graham Greene, my my choice, uh, one of my my first picks um, in this podcast. Um, but I will say this, um, I I really did enjoy uh, this movie a lot. And anyone listening to the podcast who hasn't seen it, I would strongly recommend Buried. It's a very it's it's too bad these these actors have to go up against each other. I thought that was a really good performance, but I'll be voting for Graham Greene. Who do you think the listeners are gonna vote for? Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I think he's just so popular right now. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to to take him down. Yeah, so, but who knows? <laughs> Keith, what do you think? Yes, um, I'm voting for Graham Greene, and I think the audience is gonna vote for Graham Greene. Right. Um, uh, you know, a little inside baseball here, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> um, every post and every video that has any mention of Graham Greene, it's just positive like in our hmm. like the stuff we, we post it's it's all positive people are always talking about how much they like graham green and uh i when thinking about the analytics from the first round we, we sort of gave a lot of graham green getting through to uh the shatner effect because you know graham green beat shatner because people hate shatner and, and nice. i don't know if that was fair to graham green or not um i i think he's more popular than uh than we think at first glance and uh, i don't know if ryan reynolds is is gonna pull through on this one i think i'm going with green and green Shoel, i think i'm gonna vote for graham green even though i don't think that this that this matchup a younger audience is gonna pick ryan reynolds um but graham green is classic and canadian and he's legendary in his own right so i kind of want him to go further but yeah, and I but I think if it's a younger crowd, depends who's listening. I think the younger a younger audience might vote for for Ryan. I can't Thank wait you. to see. Yeah, um, and Mark. 
Well, I absolutely love Graham Greene, but I will be voting for Ryan Reynolds personally. Uh, I think Keith does have a good point, though, and I think it's going to be a real close one. Um, Graham Greene's Graham Greene's one of those like under the radar, super beloved, very Canadian uh, guys out there, and uh, I I think it's going to be a real tight race. But I, I think Reynolds is going to squeak it out in the end. But I think it's going to be real close. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. And you know what? This isn't going to be our last, you know, tough matchup of this round either. There are others coming. I guess we'll wrap it up and we'll just have to wait and see uh, how the votes all shake out. Thank you all so much again for joining us. Thank you, panel. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And that's all she wrote for episode six to show your support for these two truly beloved actors, Ryan Reynolds and Graham Greene. You can do so by voting over at our Facebook page, and that's at FaveCanPod. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can do so by dropping a comment below. Please, if you're so inclined. And of course, feel free to check out any of our other videos uh, in the FaveCan series or our audio drama series or the uh, Lizzie Borden series. And please consider liking the video and subscribing to the channel. And you can, of course, find us over at Podbean, on Spotify, and everywhere great podcasts are found. They let us in, too. This poll will be open till June 30th, 2021, and we've still got a ways to go in our quest to find your favorite Canadian actor. So in the meantime, wherever you are and whenever you are, thank you for listening.